and welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. We're so happy you could join us. I have an awesome guest with me today, and I will say that he is probably the smartest man I know, the kindest man I know, and then I married him. So with me today is Ron Como. You forgot ruggedly handsome. <laughs> Apparently, yes, yes, indeed. So we're here today to talk about something a lot of parents struggle with, something that is inevitable and uh, a part of everyday life, and that is screen time. So what exactly is screen time? Well, I would say that screen time is any time a child is near a device that has a screen, whether it's a handheld device or one that's on a laptop or on their desktop or hanging on a wall. So we're going to talk about screen time because it is in our lives, in our children's lives, when they go to a friend's house, they will face screen time. So let's talk about it because it is important. We want to discuss about should we limit screen time and why should we limit screen time? How would we do it if we wanted to do that? And when do we start? First of all, why would we have to limit screen time at all? Why don't you just let kids play all the time? Well, that's a great question. Having screen time or over screen timing, <laughs> is that a word? Over screen timing? Sure. Okay. Can cause many effects that are a detriment to that child socially, physically, emotionally. And um, have you, do you remember that time when we went to a restaurant and there's a table beside us? They had three children, uh, probably young teens to younger. And the mom and dad were sitting there, a lovely family right beside us. Very quiet because no one was talking because all three children had fingers on a screen, eyes glued to their screen. And to top it off, they all had earbuds in their ears and they are at a restaurant. Mom and dad weren't talking to each other. We, we remember the worst part. No. Grandma and grandpa were there and the kids did not acknowledge them the whole time. Yes. So there, the whole meal was like that. And, and we were at the table beside them and it was quite sad. I, I, I didn't know what to say. And I, I did feel sad. I wanted to walk over and, and say, Hey, how's it going? But it, it was, uh, it was definitely an eye opener. Our children were with us and it was good for them to see that there was something wrong with this picture. Yes, the fact that nobody was talking to each other. They could have been all on their screens in a different room, in a different place, in a different country, and it would have been the same meal. So, yes. Um, so let's let's look at stats. Well, statistics are showing us that children spend about eight hours of screen time per day. That's got to be wrong. Unfortunately, it is not. Statistics will also show that families are spending about three and a half minutes of quality face-to-face talk time per week. Per week? So per we just, week. we just beat the average in this podcast? <laughs> if we invite our children, yes. <laughs> well, it's a good thing one of them are sitting is sitting at the kitchen table with us right now. But um, if we look at uh, Childhood Obesity Foundation. They tell us to live by the 5210 rule. And what that means is have five fruits or vegetables or more per day, two hours of screen time or less per day, one hour of physical activity or more 
per day and zero sugar sweetened beverages per day. And I assume that includes fake sugar sweetened beverages as well. Oh dear. There goes my Diet Coke. So this sounds like another one of those uh, like government corporation type things that's impossible to live by and they don't live by it either. Well, I don't know. I, th- I think it's always good to look at things like this as a guideline, a, a rule of thumb. So easy to teach our children, whether they're two or five years old or 10 years old, to say, hey, did you have five servings of fruits or vegetables? And they can use their fingers on one hand. And, and two hours of screen time, that is more than enough. We have a house rule where our children are not allowed to have screen time on Monday night, Tuesday night, or Wednesday night. And it's exciting when Thursday rolls around because that means they can watch American Idol or have some screen time and play with iPads. And and even though we, we still limit the time, they don't even get two hours. But the thing is, they appreciate that time when they do get screen time or television time. And... And there's something to be said about knowing that you do something else on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whether it's homework, playing outside, go ride a bike, play with your friends, play hide and seek. So much fun stuff going on where imagination, uh, curiosity, and self-esteem get built up by playing outside. And they get their hour of physical activity that way. The other good thing about the way that we do it and it's because you implemented it because you're a school teacher and mom and you know these things <laughs> is that our kids seem to be not addicted to screens and I see a lot of kids out there who do seem to be addicted to screens and I think a lot of it comes down to um, parents just not being too worried about it at the beginning because it's a babysitter and once that once that babysitter uh, gets the job for free they just let it keep going. And as long as the kids are out of their hair, the parents are happy. And then eventually what you've got is kids whose eyes are turning square because they're completely addicted to their screens Uh, and their parents' screens. Well, I think we have to be careful on that issue because uh, it is easy to, to give that screen time to children when they need something to do. But um, I, I do highly recommend a blank piece of paper. It's funny how I saw a study once that showed that a brain uses more activity staring at a blank wall than it does staring at a television screen. And with that thought alone, it makes me want to hand a, a piece of paper to a child and a pencil and see what they can do. And there's lots of alternatives. We just have to present them to our children and... Uh, it's it's great to discover ways to help your child not to be bored. Handing a screen over is is not the best solution unless they're going to take it apart and fix it and rebuild it and that's pretty awesome. There are ways to uh we we definitely want to help our kids learn technology because that's the way things are going. And there are classes and courses on there's free Um, programs out there on learning how to code, things like that. That's absolutely useful information. And uh, I think when it's used to help children learn and become better in, in their aspects of communication, then that is definitely a bonus, but it should never replace communication. But you make a good point that not all screen time is created equal. And I think uh, the whole thing about staring at a blank wall or staring at TV is because television largely is just passive entertainment. You're just sitting there and it's washing over you and you're drinking it in. You don't have to think about it. 
but there is stuff out there that you can do, especially on computers and iPads, uh, that is much more active and interactive and uh, educational. Not that you want your kids to just be doing educational iPad games all the time, but uh, it's much better than just sitting there watching a TV show for sure. I love that a little boy in my son's grade three class came up and said, hey, Mrs. Como, I know how to build a computer. And I'm like, what? That is awesome. How cool is that? Now, there's a little boy who is probably not got the phrase, I am bored in his vocabulary. For a little boy to know how to build his own computer and make it work because he told me he solders it himself, that is pretty impressive and really awesome. Oh, and before we go, we should talk about uh, some websites or apps that provide good screen time, which is generally what we think of as good screen time is educational screen time. Since we have Abigail here, let's ask her what our family's favorite sites are to go to. So one of them is Khan Academy. That's a great site for practicing math at any grade level. We love that one. That's K-H-A-N Academy. What's cool about that one, Abigail? Well, it's about math and you get earned points and I just find it really rewarding. Cool. Okay, number two. Number two is Chess and Checkers. Yep, those are old classics. And you're talking about having that as an app on your iPad, right? Yes. Yes, but I love classic games because it uh, makes us work on strategy and makes us think in all aspects. Number three is Math Bingo. Is that an app or a website? It's an app that you can get on your iPad. And it's basically like Bingo, but you have to add, subtract, or times. Cool. So do your little brother and sister like that one? Yes. Nice. And what do you got for number four? ABCI.com. How do you spell ABCI.com? A-B-C-Y-A.com. Cool. So that's got uh, grade-appropriate educational games, right? Yes. And it's up to what grade? Five. Abiel, what is number five? Number five is Code Academy and Code.org. Those are two websites that you could go on and you learn about computer programming. That sounds very cool. You can see the links to these resources on our website at www.elaineskitchentable.com. And because time is running up, we're just going to, to, to remind you of that awesome rule of live by the 5210 rule. Five fruits or vegetables or more per day, two hours of screen time or less per day, one hour of physical activity or more per day, and trying all our best to have zero sweetened beverages per day. Thank you so much for coming to our kitchen table, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Peace out. <laughs>